0: You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. That's good. That's good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Well, let me read you something from the Bible. As I said, we we're talking we're going to talk, we're going to going to try to lay a foundation this morning um about learning how to live in freedom and learning how to live from the inside out. Yeah, you know sometimes we can all we all face situations in in life and they can be seem a little a little overwhelming at times but i think that god's intention is that we would become bigger yeah. than the situation whatever situation you're facing even right now god's intention is to give you something that would make you bigger and stronger than your current situation yeah. that's great thank you for the tissues <laughs> so let me read you something from the bible john 8:31 to 38. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me, because you have no room for my word. And I'm telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence. Okay. So, I love that... You've got, you got to understand that when Jesus came and introduced Himself and introduced who He was and who the Father was, He brought something new to the table that was no, non-existent. It's easy for us to read the Bible and go, ah, oh, those Jews, those Pharisees, they were just, you know, it's easy to point a finger at them and go, ha just you're not getting it, because we get the whole story. But at the time, if you put yourself in their shoes, at the time, what Jesus brought was something that, ne- that they never heard of. They had, they had the law, and the Pharisees, what they did with the law, um, it didn't bring freedom to people. They added and complicated so much that it actually kept people into bondage, and it wore them down. And so Jesus comes into the situation and says, Hey guys, I'm going to come here. I'm here to bring you something that is greater than what you've ever seen or experienced. And if you will just hold on to what I'm teaching and open your heart up to me, open your heart up to my word, then you will receive the truth and it will set you free. So I love that when Jesus comes and introduced the truth, it wasn't to condemn us. It, wa- it wasn't to lock, lock people down um, or judge them about what they were not or, or what they were doing wrong. The truth that Jesus brings and always brings is truth that sets free. Amen. It's truth that releases us from the bondage of our past. That, that means, you, you know, your own negativity, the things that you think you're not, regrets, things that you did wrong, they're very real things in life. They're very real things. And Jesus has come to break you free from that stuff. The second thing is that the bond, He came to, to, to break the bondage of our sin. And that's something the religious leaders couldn't do with the law. The law did not, wasn't there to break people of their sin. If anything, it would point towards sin and towards the need for a savior that was the intention of the law but they were powerless to do anything about sin so jesus comes along and says the truth that i bring is a greater truth that's my first point thank you damien the truth that jesus brought is a greater truth because he had the power to break sin something that had never been taught or experienced before in in the lifetime of the israelites the third one is that the bondage that he came to break was to break him free from the bondage of religion that very thing that that rendered people powerless the very thing that locked people down like you, you know that in, in today's um contemporary church culture a religious spirit can still be present and it's manifested in the fear of never being good enough i don't know if you've experienced that I've, I've walked that, that journey, and I believe that the th- part of that three-year journey that we've been on and that we're going through as a church is that God is breaking us free from religion, from the thoughts that say, I have to do this much to be accepted by God. I have, I have to go to so many meetings so that... Um, so that I can be loved more. I gotta pray harder, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. And the things in themselves are not bad, but it's the motivation behind it. Because the motive behind it is fear, it's not love. Love compels us, so love compels us to do all those things, but fear can do just the same. But the fruit is different, yeah? Is that, is that helpful, do you get what I'm saying? So Jesus came to break us free from that. So he came to break us free, to release us from the bondage of our past, which really is our old man. And I love that we're starting this series on freedom because last weekend we celebrated Easter. Now it seems funny to me that we celebrate this year in and year out, and sometimes we take, you know, we take communion in, in this church probably once a month or every six weeks, yet we're still locked up in a belief system that says who we're not and that what we're doing is not enough and that I have to do more to be loved by God or I have to change so that God can love me more, etc., etc., etc. That's bad news. That is not the gospel. That is not good news. Yeah? That's a PC culture. And I tell you, if you subscribe to that, eventually it's going to kill you. (laughs) Very true. Thank you. All right, let's move on. You get it. It's good. So the bondage, see, the, see the, 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 the purpose of bondage is to turn you into a slave. And this is what I love about what, te- what Jesus is teaching. The context of the freedom that he brings, it's not just to free you f- from anything, but it's to turn you, to give you truth that will actually turn you from a slave into a son. Yeah. And the journey we've been on is to learn how that looks like. How does it look like for me to be a son? How does it look like for you to be a son or a daughter? What, what is it that you inherit as part of the family? He says here that a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So that means that, okay, normally we say, this is funny, I'm gonna do this. This is funny. And usually we say, you know, who doesn't know Jesus? Put your hand up. I'm, I'm just gonna say, okay, if you said yes to Jesus, put your hand up, please. Okay, most people here. That means you have a permanent place in the family that has some serious implications. That means that you're part of the family, whether you're performing well or not. Just because my children, I've got four of them, and I can tell you. <laughs> That a lot of the time, and particularly during school holidays when they're at home all the time, there are situations where they are doing the wrong thing. Now, just because they're doing the wrong thing, I don't boot them out of the family. I don't say, listen guys, enough's enough, I've had enough, go out, go and find a different home, you're out of the family. And it's just the same, it's just the same with God. Once He included us into His family, we're in it forever. Yeah? So it's not about your performance. I mean, you can walk away from that, but God is still going to love you 100%. I love that about Him. He's just not available for change. He doesn't change. He's going to love you 100% today. He's going to love you 100% tomorrow and the next day and the next week. And on, I found that on my bad days, he loves me like 400%. He reminds me like five, six times, hey, Cedric, you're still my son. You're marked by my love forever. There is nothing that can change that. <laughs> and for some of you, that's like a threat. It's like you can run away, but he's still going to come and love you. <laughs> so freedom is our... Birthright. I love that second point. That's a Pastor Keith point. Most of what is here is actually Pastor Keith, and I just added my own revelation. So freedom is our birthright. So in the text here, we see that Jesus says that a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I love the Passion Translation says, if the revelation of being a son sets you free become a true son and be unquestionably free if the revelation of sonship sets you free then become a true son that's the invitation is for you and I to become sons and daughters instead of slaves who don't know what what they what God is doing who live in fear and who live in bondage the invitation is come And learn to be a son if the revelation of Jesus as the son who belongs to the family forever sets you free then become a son that is the invitation and the principle here is that this is what I've learned because God wants you to inherit stuff this is what he died for some of you what is going to get you out of the situation you're in right now is to learn what God wants to give you instead what, and the way to do that, the way to do that is to see, what, to catch a glimpse of who Jesus is for you right in the situation where you are, yeah? So the principle here is that what I get to see in Him, I get to inherit, yeah? So my journey at the moment, at the beginning of the year, one time in church here, um, I was in worship, and I had a picture. I get pictures every now and then. It's just the way God likes to show me stuff. And I just saw Jesus in this beautiful armor. Now, if this freaks you out, that's okay. It's just the way I am, okay? So if God doesn't speak to you like that, that's okay. But, so I had this picture of Jesus just like in his armor, and it was like majestic. It was awesome. He was riding his horse, and it was like, And it was like slow motion, you know? And I was in worship, and I was just watching it and enjoying the moment. And then he looked at me. It's like he was making sure that I would catch, you know, that I would see it. And I saw it, and I was like, yeah, that's really cool. I really like that. And then the word victorious came. See, what what you get to see, you get to inherit. So... So now my journey is to learn to, not to learn to get, not to live life for victory, but to be in a place of victory. Yeah? Yeah? So, the truth that Jesus gives us, I love this. you got to understand that the truth that Jesus gives us is not just Good doctrine. Good doctrine is good, but it's not going to help you days in and days out. Pardon me. So, the truth that Jesus brings is always truth that invites you to an encounter with God. And so, in verse 38, Jesus says, I'm telling you what I have seen. In the father's presence i find it interesting that it doesn't say what i have heard he says what i have seen which really proves the point that i was just making before what you get to see in him you get to inherit that's why worship is so powerful and my goodness thank you pastor janet for just standing up this morning and you're such a prayer warrior my goodness if you want to if you want to learn spiritual warfare Hang around this mighty woman there because she, it's, I feel like, I know that it's on your life, but it's like you're on another level. God is taking you to another level. Yeah? But thank you. Thank you. What you get to see. So worship is powerful because you get to see stuff in the middle of worship. And the truth that he gives you is not just Thoughts, I like thoughts, they're good, but unless they lead me to an experience, it's a little bit like chocolate. (laughs) Who knows chocolate? Now when you were introduced to chocolate, were you introduced into a long description about how chocolate was produced, where it came from, (laughs) how it was put together... How did you experience chocolate? You tasted it. So I'm going to give you an example because I I think some of you are going to get something out of this. Sometimes we do Christianity like that. We walk, I walk, and we miss out on all the good stuff. So we read our Bibles or do our prayer life like this. Okay, I'm just going to read what it says here, okay? Do you dream in chocolate? Then discover Lindor... Hang on, I need to put a, a German accent, because it's Swiss-German. Sorry, Rina. I love Germans. Do you dream in chocolate? Then discover, Lindor, and enjoy a moment that is yours. When you break the delicate chocolate shell of Lindor, the irresistibly smooth feelings start to melt, gently caressing all your senses and taking you to a place where chocolate dreams come true. <laughs> All right. So that's the truth that they are promoting and they want you to believe. Okay. So i got them right here. So who's satisfied with just a description? <laughs> Who wants some? All right. Here we go. I'm going to pass it around and help yourselves. Just please. Here you go. Bless you. I'm feeling generous. So the, the, the truth that Jesus gives has to lead us to an encounter. And I love that in the, in, in, in the journey of learning that sometimes you get the encounter first and then it sort of, you know, fades away. And then what he wants you to learn is the truth. And then it's like when you learn the truth that is attached to that encounter, you, it's like you go back to the encounter and you, he builds you up like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Pastor Keith says, Knowing the truth about Jesus is a life-changing experience that sets us free from the inside out. So the truth that he establishes in you will transform you. Romans 8.29 says, For those God for new, for new, for, how do you say that? For new things, my babe. That was my wife, Rachel. God bless her. So for those God for he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So what does this mean? It means this. It means that from the moment you said yes to Jesus, he took your sin and he took your old nature and he nailed it to the cross. Jesus didn't die, just die for you. He did that, but He also died as you. Romans 6. If you want to do a little study of that, go to, go to Romans 6. He died as you, which means your old nature, your negativity, all your, your depression, your low self-esteem, all these things, your pride, your arrogance, all these things, your insecurity, your anxiety, your fear, they have died on the cross with Jesus. And he is not in the business of convicting you of your sins anymore. He is in the business of making you like his son Jesus. That's the truth. You and I are being transformed into the likeness of Jesus. Yeah. So he's not obsessed with your sin, but he's 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 he's, um obsessed. With your sonship, with your daughtership. That's what he's obsessed with. He wants you to get it. He wants you to know what that looks like. So, freedom is your birthright, freedom is your inheritance. It belongs to you and I. And that's how he changes us from the inside out. Now, there is a lot of things, there is a lot of things that we get to inherit. And I, I, <laughs> I remember when we were looking at this, I think Pastor Darren did a preach one time on this, and he was saying that it can be so overwhelming, right? Because God is a God of abundance, so He just wants you to get the stuff. But what does it look like? What is it? Which, which one? Which one am I learning right now? Which part of my inheritance am I learning? Where am I going? And how. How, how do we walk this out? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because it can get overwhelming if you try to walk it on your own. And the intention was nev- that you would never walk this out by yourself. Okay? So Jesus, the first time he prophesied about the Holy Spirit, in John 14, 16 to 17, he says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor, to be with you forever. Now you've got to remember, this is before He died on the cross. So He was preparing them for what was going to come after the cross, yeah? So He will give you, the Father will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him for He lives with you and will be in you so that's a future tense for them now if you are in christ today where is the holy spirit okay we have a few people are getting we're so, okay we're gonna unpack this so because uh, i love this part this is so so i call the f- third point practicing our freedom from within Because it's an inside-out job. What's going on on the inside of you is actually the real issue. The issue is not your circumstances. The real issue is what's going on the outside of you. Yeah? Inside of you, sorry. (laughs) So, if you know, practically, if a person makes you angry, it's not the person's fault. What they're doing is they're triggering something that's already on the inside of you. Yeah? It's the same with fear. The problem is not the people around you. The problem is what's going on in the inside of you. And so Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit who's within us. And the Bible says he groans, you know, in prayer, or intercession. It's probably because he has to put up with us all the time. <laughs> it's just a joke. It's not true. <laughs> but he is within us to establish us in our new identity in Christ, Yes? So, do you have that quote? I have another great quote from Pastor Keith Edwards. Have you got it on the screen? I just want to brag about Pastor Keith because it's good. Freedom comes from within, not from without. It comes from the inside out. And so the way that that happens is that God builds truth within you that's going to set you free. And the Holy Spirit inside of you will come along And he will establish you in it. And he actually, his intention and his job is to show you which part of your inheritance you get to inherit right now in your situation. Yes? So you don't have to get it all right now. So if you're feeling a little overwhelmed by it, there's a good chance that you're trying to do it on your own. Okay? Let's go to um, 2 Corinthians. This is going to be last scripture. I promise. Is anyone getting anything out of this? Yeah? Good. Two Corinthians Oh, I thought I had it in here. I d- yeah, I got it. Two Corinthians three, seventeen to eighteen. Now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We know that scripture really well, don't we? And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. What does that mean? So, question. Where is the Spirit of the Lord? Where is He? He is in us. See, like... Sometimes we have this thing where we have this Old Testament belief in us that the Holy Spirit comes on us and when we sin he leaves that's what he would do in the Old Testament but in the new covenant the Holy Spirit once you say yes to Jesus comes inside of you to stay with you forever so <laughs> and he doesn't struggle to be one he doesn't struggle to be one with us we are the ones who struggle <laughs> He doesn't struggle to be one with us. How's the chocolate, by the way? Good. Was it a good experience? Was it accurate? Was it, yeah, didn't match that? Good. Proves my point. Excellent. Swiss chocolate is always good. So the Spirit of the Lord is within us. And we're being transformed from glory to glory into what? Into the likeness of His Son, Jesus and he does that by establishing your new identity. So here's the thing. He doesn't convict us of sin. He establishes us, us in a new man. And so that means that that's got, there's, some, there's some implications that go with that. If he doesn't convict us of our sin, that means that he doesn't see what's wrong with you and I he's not he's not coming along and saying hey you're not good enough hey you're not you're not praying enough hey you need to read your bible more hey um don't do this don't do that you you need to be transformed more because seriously like like i don't know i'm having cold sweats just looking at you you know So He doesn't see what's wrong with us because everything that was wrong with you and I was crucified on the cross, yeah? But here's the thing. He doesn't see what's wrong with us, but He sees what's missing. He sees what's missing from your current experience of God and the truth that you currently don't have, Yeah? So that's why we still wrestle with some of the old stuff, because we haven't yet discovered what God wants to give us. So guess what? You're up for an upgrade. And some of you, lots of them, because you've been holding off, you know. Some of you, the Lord has probably got one or two storehouses in heaven with all your upgrades, and He's just waiting is he going to ask for it? When's he going to ask for it? Yeah? So he, doesn't see, he sees what's missing. And he, so that means that he transforms us from glory. Do, do, you, do you see how it says from glory to ever-increasing glory? That means from a good place, from a, from a great place, from a place where we experience his goodness to a greater place. So what we currently experience of his goodness, it's good... But what's coming is going to be even better. And so God loves you now. He's pleased and delighted with you now, right where you are. And that's amazing because, and that's what his grace does. It removes the tension of who you're not. He's not frustrated with you. He's not fed up with you. All these things, Jesus paid a price for on the cross. So that grace... Instead, we can stand in that place of grace, and without tension, we can. You know, Paul said it by um. How does how does he say it by by the grace of God, I am what I am. What what I am. What is he saying? Right now, this is where I am, and I'm not perfect, but it's okay. Um, I know I know where I, where I am today, and I w- know where I'm going to go in the future, and so the process of transformation should be one that we enjoy. And to be honest, three years ago when God started that work in me, when Pastor Keith came back from his sabbatical and we all started this journey together, it was a painful one because I didn't understand that I was meant to, you know, that, I was, that, that God was inviting me into a place where he was happy with me now, but he's going to be, you know... And he's going to love me in the future. And, and what you know, the way I'm going to look like in the future, looks, it's going to look, I'm going to look a lot better than now. But I'm okay. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. So he doesn't transform you so he can love you more. That, again, is a religious spirit. You need to do more. You need to change more because, no, grace removes the tension of that. And so, I'm going to see if I can pull it out. I had this word. How oh, we go? We've got six minutes left. Good. So, practicing our freedom is, you know, we, <laughs> we need to practice our joy. It's okay to be joyful through the process because he delights in us throughout. He loves me 100% today. He's going to love me 100% tomorrow. Three years ago the Lord gave me a scripture. It was Mark 1 verse 11 and it said this and I think I shared it a a few times but I'm just going to share it again because it's good. You are my son chosen and marked by my love pride of my life. The, in Matthew, the same verse says, you are my son who brings me great joy. And I love that. And, I lo- and some of you are getting it. Eh? Bruce, you're getting it. You know, Bruce got a prophetic word by Pastor Darren a couple of weeks ago. He gave, he gave you that word. And I just happened to stand here and I looked at the clock. And what time was it when he gave you the word? It was it was 1101. Wow. It, they're just little things. Like, God just lo- loves to have fun. He's like, Pastor Darren, he's more on it than he thinks he is. And I told him that. I said, Dude, that was amazing. You're so on it. And anyway, it's good. I love the journey we're on. Because, see, this is, and so this is not just, and you and like me and my. It's not just my, your individual journey, it's us as a community, as a family, because he included us in his family. And so my question this morning is two ways. What does it look for you? What is the truth that he wants to give you currently, today, in your situation? What is the upgrade that he wants to give you right where you are? Because I know that His grace, you know when it says Jesus came full of grace and truth in John chapter 1? He came with the grace that empowers. What is grace? The empowering presence of God. He wants to give you truth that empowers you with grace to live it. Yeah? So what does it look like for you in your situation? And what does it look like for us as a, as a community to live like that and to walk it out? We had a tool um, that we did last year we were, um, at Pastor um, Keith and Pastor Janet's D group, and they gave us a tool which I really enjoyed. If something is missing in my current situation, there is a tool that you can use, and it's simply this. And if you want to write it down, if you're taking notes, write it down. Don't do it now. Do it when you get home. And it's simply this. Write then I am, and then start a new line, I have. Start a new line, I can, and I will. And just leave the blank spots. Now, you can walk this, you can go and fill this with Bible verses. You can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I want to challenge you, yes, to take your Bible. And, but sit down and ask the Holy Spirit, who is it that you see that I am now that I am in this situation? Who is it? What is it that you want to give me now that I am in this situation? What is it that you want to empower me with? I can. So that I am empowered to get bigger from the inside and deal with that situation from the inside out. So I don't come under whatever is against me, but I stand above it by grace. And I will. What, will I, what, is, it, what is this going to empower me to do? Yeah? So if you're serious about this, I challenge you, make that list. And sit down, partner with the Holy Spirit. And some of you, you need to practice your receiving. <laughs> you haven't received for a while it's probably why you're dry <laughs> yeah he wants to give you stuff that empowers you yeah and i say this in the sweetest possible way there is no condemnation with that but practice your receiving it's it's your birthright freedom and the truth that he wants to give you you're a child of god you're part of his family my children never say dad I don't want chocolate or lollies because I don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Do they, babe? No. If you have children, you know, it's pretty much the opposite. So let's stand up. We're going to pray. I'm just going to release some stuff, if that's okay. Okay. I had a word here from my good friend, friend Dave Hamilton who shared it with me um, earlier this week. And I just asked him to write it down. And thank you Dave for, for um, giving me permission to share that word. But I really th- believe that this will break something up for us as individuals and as a community, as a family. And this is the word that um, Dave Hamilton had. He said, Daddy is saying, I am making my people a great people. Hmm. There are people here making their decisions about entering into the new thing God has for them, their promised land. I sense Daddy saying this to us in this time, Big Daddy, little problems. (laughs) What I sense God is saying is that He wants us to make our decision in an undeniable knowledge of His love for us. a sense that we need to know that the strength of His love for us is greater than any perceived difficulty that we are facing or will ever face. What a word. Do you know Dave had no idea what I was preaching on today. So wherever he is, just want to honor that you smack bang on thank you so what i want to pray for this morning if you carry fear within your heart fear of the future fear of missing out of you missing out on your calling fear of doing the wrong thing fear of man fear of not making it fear, 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 fear. Just put your hands out. Because I believe that God is upgrading us this morning. He's going to elevate you into a whole new place. So I thank you, Lord. And Lord, I just release the revelation that every person here is a much. Loved child of God. That we are your sons. We are your daughters. Chosen and marked by your love. That means that he is putting his finger on you even now. And he, I'm prophesying now. He is marking you with his mark that is permanent. And He is marking you forever as part of His family. And He is saying to you, I will in the next days and weeks and months, I will prove it to you. Day in and day out, I will make it real to you. I will make it real. My love is coming to wage war against the fear that's inside of you. My love will come and damage the fear out of you and I will establish the purity and the power of my love in you from this day on, says the Lord. And there is nothing that you can do that's going to make me love you less. And there is nothing that you can do that's going to make you love me more. I'm going to love you 100%. Over and over and over again. And when you think you got it, I'm just going to increase it, says the Lord. Until you are overwhelmed by it. Until the mark of my love becomes your life. Becomes your testimony. Becomes who you are. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, if, if there is a person here or two, you haven't said yes to Jesus. There is an invitation here this morning to come home, to come home. I don't know what your family environment is, but these days, there is a lot of family environments that are not good. But I'm telling you, his family is a family that is inclusive and that is based on forgiveness forgiveness of sin and that breaks the bondage of your past. So if you want to say yes to Jesus this morning, can you just give me a little hand? Or you want to say yes again? Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray this together as a family. Father God, We thank you that you're good. Thank you that you're good towards me. All the time. You are good. Help me receive the truth you want to give me today. Holy Spirit, thank you that in the days to come, you will help me to see and understand what it is you want to give me thank you jesus thank you jesus and i'll just release joy in the process joy and his delight and the grace that removes tensions of who you're not or you think you're not thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord Amen. amen what an awesome word thank you thank you cedric